Hi, and welcome to Sci-Fi Cross-Sections. This is a podcast dedicated to everything sci-fi, be it film, television, books, video games. We'll talk about it, we'll dissect it, and tell you what we think about it. Last time, we talked about Star Wars The Force Awakens. We ran for probably about an hour and 15 minutes, and we're not done talking about it, quite frankly, so... Yeah, this is part two of Star Wars The Force Awakens. Uh, well, let's go around the table and uh, introduce ourselves again. I am Ben Young. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you oh, are. All right, that's good enough, so let's continue time. on. I'd like to think there's going to be music in the background when you say your name. I am Ben Young. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, I found a wonderful clip of that today at work, too. <laughs> say it as a question. I am Ben Young. Ben Young. <laughs> Bung. Who are you? I've already introduced myself. Did you say your name? No. Hi, I'm Colin Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I am Jason Schultz. I am Mark Botker. I am Matt Botker. My name is Eric, and I like to party. <laughs> you can tell this is the second episode become, because we're becoming more comfortable with each other. <laughs> the chemistry is growing. <laughs> more of a biology man myself. So uh, <laughs> we talked. We talked a lot about Star Wars, a lot, but we still have so much more to say. And uh, I think each of us kind of had more points to make about the film, specific things we wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben, I know you're going to hit the speculation real hard. I have a formal essay prepared for all of you, <laughs> in which case you can bow to me afterwards because it's so flawless. Type double space. I've heard it. I've heard it about ten times. <laughs> I so. say it to him every time we're on a, we're in the car. <laughs> so I'm going to throw this towards Eric. Oh, what? <laughs> Eric, do you know why we're here today? <laughs> this is I, actually my name is Eric, and I like to party. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, I forgot my topic from last time, but I figured we weren't going to make it that far around the circle. Okay, that's fine, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good okay. start. So, uh, my topic that I touched on last time. I'm kind of curious, and I have my own thoughts, but I'd be curious to see what everyone else thinks about the role going forward in this new trilogy of Supreme Leader Snoke. Is he a new character? Is he someone that we've seen before, and they're spinning him in a new and exciting way? I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, I, uh, and you showed me this, and I thought it was really interesting. As It was interesting. The, uh, the music. Well, well, Snoke is uh, talking. The music in the background is the same music from when uh, Palpatine is talking about Darth Plagueis. Really? Really? I never score. noticed that. But what does that mean? Does that mean he's Palpatine or is he Plagueis? <laughs> or it, it, it could even be that John Williams literally just forgot that he already wrote that one. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting, he is getting pretty old. They all start to blend together. Get that brass, get that low brass and throat singing going on. Robin Williams did. <laughs> well, it's kind of interesting to me, though, because um, that was immediately, like, one of the things after I saw the movie, I was kind of looking for things to break down and, and looking for things to break apart, and his character seems like it, he's going to be someone who's really important going forward, but they don't really, they don't really, they introduce him, but they don't really give you much detail or much backstory. They kind of almost do the same thing with uh, Captain Phasma, yeah. if you will, where 
you know, the producers of the movie, the writers, everyone that's involved with it has said, oh, this person going forward is going to have this really big role. Just wait and see, you know. Mm -hmm. Trust us. Just wait and see. But that was one of the things I kind of came across in all my, you know, uh, you know, wandering around YouTube and all these fan theory pages and all this speculation and everything was someone went back and watched uh, Revenge of the Sith and they took that scene where they're in the, the Senate and uh, you know, Palpatine is talking to Anakin. It's the Opera House, right? And the I yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, the weird okay. color bubble Opera House. Yeah. yeah, there you go. It's the same. It's the same. Basically, the same. That's set, actually I think the that's official title of the, it's the color bubble. The opera. color bubble. Color opera. bubble <laughs> opera. But circus, circus, the aristocracy of uh, the Republic. But it's just really but big on that. It's it's just that interesting game. that you know the 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 score is actually called i believe you know like Plagueis's theme or something like that but they reference that it, it's a Plagueis piece that's playing in the background hmm. and um it is it's it's like more or less the same as what is playing um it, that's called snoke's theme or whatever in force awakens so it's kind of interesting it leads me to think like oh okay well is this an intentional thing you know like yeah. we were just set, saying a second ago like did john williams just not realize it, you know, or, or is it could even kinda... be that it's like the overarching uh, a Sith pulling the strings, so yeah. it has the same feel to it. So it, it might not be that it was a in, like meant to be an exact reference, yeah. but more of a same feel. It was well, very straightforward, though. The scenes that Snoke were, were, were uh, the scenes that he was in were very straightforward. Uh, I was actually kind of thinking, do you guys remember end of episode two? When Dooku gets back to Coruscant and he mm -hmm. walks down the, the plank, isn't that the same music? Maybe it's just an overall just Sith song that they use. I, I, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't. Very remember. same style. I remember very a, a similar style. feel to that, but I don't. I, I couldn't very pick the music out tones, exactly. Like this really like, weird, like Gregorian chant. Yeah, going on. I'm pretty sure it was it's possibly the same. similar. I, now that I'm thinking about it, I think it was similar, but I don't know about the same. Yeah. I'll have to go back and check that out. Well, it's just interesting. So, I mean, with that being said, that's kind of one piece that people have pointed to as evidence one way or another, which yeah. I, I wouldn't hold it in that regard yet. But basically, uh, some of the main theories for who Supreme Leader Snoke is, uh, I'll rattle off a couple off the top of my head. One of them I heard is the um, uh, Inquisitor. I don't know if you guys heard that from Rebels, yeah, yes, I that'd be interesting. That. Um, that's one of the theories, which uh, to me sounds kind of plausible. I guess I haven't, I haven't watched it, but I guess, I, I, I guess um, that character supposedly dies or is like, you know, egregiously injured somehow. Oh, spoiler alert! Oh, um, Gosh, I was gonna watch that. Sorry, <laughs> now there's no point. You're right. The entire show was resting on that. The yeah. entire show, but he's gonna regardless. <laughs> um, so that's that's one idea. Um, again, I don't know how valid that is. The other one, big one, being that, which we already kind of touched on, Snoke is Darth Plagueis, mm -hmm. who still is canon. A vast majority of what was canon is now not canon, but he's still mentioned in one of the numbered movies, so mm -hmm. he is still canon. And we still know he was dabbling in immortality, so it would make sense that he's a soul. Potentially. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. Another one is that uh, I've heard that I think is absolutely ludicrous, but it's worth mentioning, is that <laughs> Snoke is actually Darth Vader, or is actually Anakin <laughs> Skywalker. Um, people were pointing to, like, you know, uh, some facial features that they thought carried over from, like, you know, 
Um, people were trying episodes. to point out scars and things yeah, like that. Yeah, things like His that. His walls have melted in just the same way. The person that was making that theory knows that the theory is complete. That is illogical speculation. And they literally wanted to make it. You know, it did get... Objectively illogical speculation. Speaking of the scars and all that, I did say one of the first things we talked about after the movie when we went out to eat, uh, I talked about how there were there were some bits and pieces in in the uh, expanded universe that talked about um, Palpatine cloning himself a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought, yes. like, one of my possible like, speculations was that that was a, a Palpatine clone, and it was just, like, all fucked up and distorted because cloning doesn't always work out perfectly. Palpatine clone. I hope that he is, he, he's entirely new character. The, <laughs> just, oh, I just like how how ridiculous and, the idea. Is. <laughs> the other one, the other one that came up is that he's somehow a force ghost of someone, something. Qui Gon. Qui Gon. Whether it is Qui Gon. Back and he's pissed. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's pissed. one of those things. Just like anything that I think we could sit here and speculate about. Without really having any evidence or really knowing mm. one way or the other, yeah. my my thought, my gut would say that they're gonna pull like a Plagueis. They're mm. they're gonna go that route with it. Mm. But I I was more certain of that I think right after I watched the movie and kind of did some digging. And now I'm not so sure. I feel like they almost they almost could go in a different direction or make it a completely new character or make it Gollum. I mean, I would make it Gollum. Yep, that would be it's, yeah. it's close. Smeagol, and they could do the whole like. Smeagol Gollum like that guy. But lightsaber, it's my precious. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. So that's kind of interesting to me. I I know that they're saying that you know a good chunk of wherever they're going to go with this story is going to rest on this character's actions. I'm curious to see where they go with it. Um, I think the obvious way to go would be you know he's some new Sith big bad who has been lurking in the shadows. I think the Plagueis route would be the route that would be the most Disneyfied way to go just because it's very simple to follow i think like an idea like mark had like it's a clone or something that would be cool but i think that almost might be too complex for what what they want to do with I, this. I also think that when they wrote the script for the force awakens uh they at this point this thing had been reworked like three times they were filming it when they were still writing the script to the point where i don't think they looked too far ahead that's not entirely true. They weren't that far into filming before the final draft. Right, came. but things were already being prepared and yeah. set up and ready. So I could think that they were just so focused on getting that first script on that maybe they didn't. Abrams, think JJ was making the puppets. Abrams would not would not <laughs> write a script. He would not approve a script unless everyone has a destination. That's what he does. Uh, contrary to what everyone likes to believe, Lost had an end game from the very beginning. <laughs> It very much did so, and that was thanks to J.J. Abrams, who walked into a meeting and said, what if there's a hatch? So, I, I mean... I can see them, like, prepping a lot of things, like finding locations, doing, like, the BB-8, doing a lot of uh, a lot of design of the props and things like that, characters, but, like, I don't I don't know that they would just start filming and be like, we don't know where this is going. No, no I... Especially not I, integral characters... I don't think they have, like, just it completely mapped out. Right, but they know who Snoke is, if anyone, is what we're saying. Is that I agree. I mean, in a, and there's a lot know. of altering that goes in, in editing. Well, there's they, a lot of... It's a whole new story. We, like, we know, you know, based on what we talked about last time and what we've read on the internet, like, episode four was going to be a completely different movie, and it was really just, like, a lot of people saw, like, pre-screenings and things and did not like where it was going... <laughs> And then his wife just, like, 
save that movie and just, like there's so much that goes into editing that shapes where the movie is going so they could have filmed a lot of like things that didn't exactly like fit in with the final product of the movie like you're saying like there, there could be a lot of extra stuff that they started filming and like didn't really fit in the in the end product well they they there apparently there is like <clears throat> scenes that explain a lot of things that were left out the whole how to Maz get the lightsaber mm-hmm. that well you heard about the latest deleted they, scene they, right they cut they cut that what's the latest are part? they releasing deleted scenes yeah it'll come it'll out come on, on blu-ray. blu-ray this has been described though it's it exists yeah. someone's seen it um <laughs> when they're escaping when Maz Han and Finn are escaping from the tunnels uh the one of the ceilings collapses and Maz stops it she like grabs at the force. No shit. Oh. Well, she says she's, she's a force user, knows but not the a force. Yeah, she's yeah. So. She said she knows the force, but I just assumed like they, like, like they just don't explore non Jedi or Sith force users in the movies yet. They it's only been like an expanded universe thing, really. I think she'll get more. I think everyone, all the little side characters that didn't get much much time because Han and Chewie swallowed it all up, are gonna get a lot more time in eight and nine coming up. Not that I'm mad that Han and Cheery swallowed up time. I'm yeah. totally okay with that. I can't wait for the, like, four-hour director's cut version. There will be no <laughs> director's cut. No director's Abrams really? said he'll release all the deleted oh, scenes, wow. but he won't do a director's cut. I don't okay. think he wants to go back into the cutting room. I, yeah, I think he's got way too much on his hands. He's, yeah, he's... So... He's to figure better things. I heard one more thing about yes. Snoke. Yes, Um, The fact that uh, he is a nobody... He is not a Sith user. He doesn't know the dark side. He knows the dark side from studying it, but he doesn't know anything. He's just a he's just a guy who filled he, in a power vacuum. He's a space schmo. Yeah, he's a guy who filled in a <laughs> like power that. vacuum I, and was like, "Hey, this is uh, the first order now." I think something along those lines is more likely than any of the other theories. For the sake of balance in the film, there's already so much familiarity. There's already so much like, "Oh, who's this person related to, and who does this person tie in with, and all that." That they, they, they sort of need that preserve balance in that but, film. They need something that's a complete unknown. And that's probably half the reason that they didn't really hint at anything that was truly going when on I, in when this I film. Heard the, uh, when I heard that theory, I I instantly liked it. I, I, I really that do he's a nobody that. that he doesn't even know the force necessarily. He's, right. just, he's just kind of riffing and hoping yeah. that Kylo Ren doesn't I love notice. That idea. <laughs> I love yeah. that idea a lot, but at the same time, he seems so knowing. In the fact that he kind of expects what's coming next, like when Kylo Ren gets fucked up, he yeah we, he we'll immediately is like, okay, <laughs> we can finish his training. Like he knew the rhythm that was going to happen, as if he's seen this over and over, which would almost hint to a Plagueis to me, somebody who has been in the shadows and watched the same pattern play out a couple of times already, and is waiting for his time to step in. I would be very that's, excited. That's, that's why I think it's Plagueis, in my opinion. I would be very excited if it was Plagueis. Very pumped. Maybe they'll, just, maybe, they'll just do a, maybe they'll just do a Ben Solo and, you know, do the Plagueis stuff, but just call him something else. Yeah, they might. They might essentially <laughs> maybe just Maybe they'll just Plague. do that. But there's really no point because there's actually Plagueis in the canon still. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... I mean, Plagueis has never come back in the expanded universe. Never, he's never come back post original trilogy expanded universe. I think they're so. gonna try to pull from the uh, prequel trilogy as little as possible. <laughs> Definitely, I think they. I think they want to make it. You know, this shouldn't connect to the prequel trilogy. This should connect more with the original trilogy. 
because it comes after the original trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. I, I just, it makes a little bit more sense that way. And also create your own new... What if he's just a new Stop. design you know, for the Yozen Bong? From... <laughs> oh, I would, I would die. <laughs> what if they're just like, yeah, so uh, we redesigned that's, them that's to throw you off? So that is way well, too far. Okay, so we have like a. Well, no, I just didn't hear what he said. We got some interesting, interesting ideas out there. Then basically, kind of went through, you know, what the speculation thus far is, what our own ideas are. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. None of us are going to know until mm-hmm. episode eight and potentially even episode nine. But I would think a lot of the theories, like Ben's theory, that's that's cool. I think, you know, it seems simple, like, no, he's just a nobody. But that actually think would be even more interesting if they took a chance and went that route and fleshed that side out rather than do what we're all expecting. Definitely. But, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. So that was kind of my topic. Yay! Yay, Jason! Well, <laughs> mine's rough because I, w- I brought up the whole like uh, King Arthur mythology and we we kind of hit upon that a little bit so if other people had topics that didn't get touched upon like we we started going into that a little bit and then we're like no no we're we can't talk about it well why don't you elaborate a little bit because I keep hearing people saying this and you just sound like idiots so (laughs) (laughs) you are familiar with the story of King Arthur yeah the guy that drew the sword out of the stone and went to Camelot and like had a weird weird father slash gay relationship with Merlin I get it well Colin I know you know this too so help me out a little bit like going through it but it's a lot of similarities between characters and one of the main things is the shift of using more uh like samurai mythology and feel to it in the original trilogy and this one kind of had more broad strokes when they were swinging the lightsabers uh they were more mossy forests which was very like england it not to mention maz gives Kiss the lightsaber. The lightsaber. Right? A lady, a lady living on the lake. Yeah, like I, I like that. It's a little bit of a stretch considering it's a whole world just made of like swampland. But uh, I did hear that England. In- <laughs> well, not, not just that. England is a whole world made of swampland. Not just the water part, but the way that the lady of the lake, like discovers the person who deserves the sword and gives it to them. Yeah. I the mean, sword calls out to her and calls, flies yeah. past the person who thinks he's rightfully like rightfully owns it. Mm-hmm. No, it there's there's a lot of overlap with well, the I mythology mean, of the, Arthur. I don't know if they're gonna, you know, pull too much from that mythology. I mean Oh no. It's possible that it's literature just for that movie. Basically anything that can be original has already been written. Um, yeah. To the point where, but all you you can constantly just allude to things and tell it a little bit differently, and they're gonna pull from a lot of different mythologies. I think with this trilogy, oh. not just anything specific. No, not. I definitely think it's a valid reading oh, of it, though. I no, think that's, it is. Uh, you know, because I was catching a lot of that too as it was yeah. happening, and I but I don't know how deep they wanted to take it, but as just a symbol, well, you definitely could see Lu- that. Okay, Lucas has always pulled into mythologies. If you look at Empire Strikes Back, when he uses the force to pull it out of the block of ice. Oh, that he was, was all about archetypes. That was Lucas's thing. And uh, he uh, definitely, uh, I think J.J. and, oh, what's his name? The guy who wrote the damn thing. Lawrence Kasdan. Lawrence Kasdan, okay. Well, <laughs> it's been a long day. Anyways, uh, I think they're going to just continue that tradition of just, so... No, but you're not, you're not wrong. It's definitely no, and I think they maybe used that as a springboard to get you into a different mindset, to give you a very set feel, like a different 
don't know, a different vibe from the last movies. They're putting you back into, like, it's just grand epic adventure yeah whereas you know episodes one two and three wasn't quite as much of that i think it's it's interesting to it's one of those things where it's interesting to see the similarities like popping up but i don't know that he would have written it that way like he wouldn't have written it with those things in mind specifically like maybe they were like influences but i think it was more like the broad strokes and things it was more like primal and unlearned than it was like calling back to that like type of fighting. I think it was more just like brutal and, and like untrained and hard. I'll disagree <laughs> with that one. They were, they were it was very clearly inspired by medieval sword fighting. The um the use of parrying that Finn does when fighting T R Adar. Um he where he bounces, he, he hits the uh whatever it was, the vibra baton. And comes back around using the momentum. You know, that's very medieval. Ky- Kylo Ren. Uh, Simply having the cross, cross guard, guard completely gives you a different view. That, I yeah. think that was really alluding towards that style. Very much so, I think. They show, like, his his outfit is pretty much like a Black Knight outfit. The Knights of Ren. I mean, there's just so many I think that, that make all dark side outfits have been black so far. <laughs> yeah, but fair. his, yeah, his, really his looks like a medieval. <laughs> but also really true. So, but like, I, as I, you were saying, though, it's it's, it's yeah. more, it's it's a different, it's a different type of outfit than we saw, like your, in the original trilogy, like your Vader and your Palpatine wearing. But it's also much different from what you saw your villains in. Uh, your prequel trilogy wearing like your you know Count Dooku's and your you know um, uh, Darth Maul yeah. you know it, it is it's a different it's a different design you know what I mean it, it's it definitely visually strikes a different chord than what the previous villains were wearing so I, I could see that I definitely can that's a very good uh, very good very very good point to make I like that one Mark 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 <sighs> well, Mark. for the life of me, I cannot remember what I wanted to call back to. Okay. There was, I did want to touch on, uh, we kind of like blasted through a bunch of stuff last time. And I, I really liked what you talked about, Jason. Um, <coughs> having, having loved that last scene of the movie. And the first time I saw it, I was like, I was, I was just, the whole movie I was waiting, waiting and waiting and waiting for Luke. You just wanted him so bad, and he came at the end, and I was like, "Man, I just wanted more." Like, and it bothered me the first time that I didn't get more, but the second time watching it, I loved that they that they pulled that. I loved it, like waiting till the end, and then like just getting a glimpse of him. Yeah, I don't know it just it like built suspense so well, and I really liked it. I, I yeah, I I definitely keep coming back to that scene. That's probably the scene for me, or one of the scenes that's the most memorable coming out of. Force Awakens, it being now, you know, about three weeks since the last time I saw it, and, you know, I mean, however long it's been out now, a little over a month, whatever, um, since I saw it the first time, but I just love it because when I went to see it with my family the second time, my sister, you know, she's a big movie buff too, and I look at her at, after the scene, and she's just like, I can see it in her eyes, like, she she's into it, like, she has the same response that I do. And I look at my dad, and my dad's just laughing. I I, I talk to him when we're all walking out of the lobby, and he's like, he's like, what, some sort of space messiah? (laughs) And I just had to laugh because it was great because, like, my sister and I, you know, we really, like, we got got the 
the symbolism there, the the fact that they were really trying visually to like convey the weight of this whole series, of this whole saga, of this whole you know forty year thing that is Star Wars in that one minute long scene at the end of this movie. That's what hit me, and that's why it made it so important to me. And my dad just saw it for what it was. He's like, oh, you know what, you know what is this? He didn't care for it at all. He did not like it. He's like, I liked, really liked the movie. A couple of scenes I didn't like, including the ending and all that stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? So it's kind of interesting to me how polarizing something like that can be. But, you know, there's valid um, arguments for either way. Like, I really liked it a lot. I know my sister from talking to her really liked it. I know some other people here really liked it. But then there's the people who, they really did want their Luke. And the fact that they didn't get it, and they got it 30 seconds at the end was a cop-out. Or they thought that, you know, they... They were really disappointed, and I can see that too. I mean, I, I understand, you know, but to me, I, it still it still worked and works for me. I think it was it was perfect for a few for a few reasons. One of which was it gave you a sense of like coming into the movie, the characters just haven't they haven't had Luke in their lives. Like he hasn't been there. He's been just gone, and they haven't seen him in years and years. And if it had just started, it was like. Oh, Luke's there. Like we wouldn't have gotten the same feel they did. I feel like we had this this like longing for him. Like everyone in the in the universe mm-hmm. had. Like we need you to come back. Where are you? We're waiting for you. Like the the viewer has the same experience of like that's true. They're just like, where is he? Where is he? I'm. We're waiting for him. You know, to I just never show up. That it gave new viewers the same feel as the people who knew the character and yeah. loved the character. Yeah, that's good. Strangely enough, my dad, who was. You know, also a fan since back when the first one came out. He had this the very same reaction as yours did, Jason. Yeah, really? Yeah, it was just like, he wasn't <laughs> laughing per se, but he was just kind of like, what was up with that last scene? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so much for Luke Skywalker, right? And I'm like, and I'm like, I'm halfway with you there. It's starting to turn me. And he goes, ah, oh, that just sucked. <laughs> and I was just like, he's like, the great, great movie. Great movie. Just, yeah. that sucked. <laughs> That's interesting. I also think it, it lends them a good opportunity because it would have been weird to like, if he had come in earlier, having the characters interact with him immediately and, like, try to feel comfortable with him after you had already, like, grown comfortable with the rest of the cast, yeah. I think it lends a good opportunity to do a bit of a time jump like we talked about before. Like, it, it's... I definitely think it's going to be, like, months in the future or, or, like, a year or two in the future. So. Daisy Ridley's got back. Mark Hamill yeah. in a backpack. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. She's steps. doing flips. Yeah, I'm really... really yeah, that's gonna be. A good I just opening. I think like it, it's a perfect opportunity for that, and I don't know how they would have done it otherwise, unless well, they brought him in way earlier in the yeah. movie, which would have messed everything up. Well, what I kind of thought too, a lot of that ending, a lot of what makes it work is how much, how much you're willing to take into context what's going on, and then kind of read between the lines. Because if you just watch that scene as okay, this is happening, you know, Ray is walking up the stairs, she sees Luke Skywalker. She hands him the lightsaber. That's the ending of the movie. That's what happens. But to me, you know, I, I saw that scene a little differently. Coming in with the knowledge that, okay, his best friend just died 20 minutes ago, and he didn't stop it. You know, he, he I mean, for all oh, intents and purposes, you think could have, but I would imagine that he's standing there looking over that precipice, looking out to the uh, the sea, and he can feel it. He, he knows. He definitely knows. He so knows. Clea knew, he knew. Yeah, he knows, Clea you know, and, and he's, he's just feeling the weight of that, that, you know, He's not, he's going into the rest of this trilogy, he's not this, you know, 
hero sort of character. He's deeply flawed. He's got a lot of issues. He's got a lot of problems. He failed. He's a failure. Or could He's it in be self-imposed his, exile. Or could it be his Yoda-like realization of when someone dies, we should not mourn them. We should rejoice that they are like they are becoming one with the Force. Yeah, I don't know. It, it looks the expression that he he conveys the expression that's on his face looks like he's he's pained and he's unsure of himself you know like that's true he's just very just not comfortable with yeah where, what his station in life is right well, now. I, so thought, I, I thought exiling myself would solve all the problems but it's just it I wasn't there to, I wasn't there to yep. fix more problems especially yeah. unsure of himself since the last time someone showed up with a lightsaber in their hand they betrayed him so like I feel like now he's like, okay, what the what the hell? Why are you here? Like, go away, please. I don't want you. Like, I feel like that's part of what's going on. I don't think we'll see the debate. You know, her trying to get him to train her. I think they'll skip over that. I think it's a smart writing move to skip over that because we've seen it already. And if they don't want to be like, you know, if they don't want to have the same reaction of like, oh, episode seven parallel episode four, with episode eight parallel episode five. Like I think their best their best choice is to skip it, but I think in expanded universe and stuff like that we will see that kind of debate of like I'm not going to train you, period. Like it's just not going to happen, and Ray has to do something to convince them, and blah blah blah. I'd watch that cartoon, like him acting out essentially all the same stuff as Yoda, like digging through her like stuff. And <laughs> do you guys remember? <laughs> do, do you guys remember? I think it was uh, I think it was Rocky three. When uh, Apollo is uh, training Rocky, was that four? <laughs> Definitely not four. Definitely not four. So it was three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I was really hoping that we could get this just really awesome montage of like Luke and Ray just running on the beach. And you got like Eye of the Tiger playing or something. <laughs> I, I think that's something yeah. they, might, they might go that route. I don't think it's going to cut out all of the training, but I agree that they they could do without a lot of it. I think we'll show I, up at, like, the end of the training. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm picturing is them just coming in with, like, with their last, like, maybe it's, like, just, it seems like a regular day, like a routine training. Mm-hmm. And and she's just like, all right, you know, we're sitting down for dinner, ready for the next day. And he's like, you're ready. Like, let's yeah. move on to something bigger. Or, like, a, a Kill Bill thing where, like, he's eating at the table and he's eating his bowl of rice and he's making her sit on the floor well, or even better, an episode one thing where they're all sitting at a table and, and Ray goes, is that a lightsaber? <laughs> <laughs> and then he feeds her part of a pear. That just got a lot more erotic, actually. <laughs> so what the change of a number can do. So, so that kind of leads me to an interesting sort of point of discussion or thought experiment because we almost kind of just touched on it a little bit. Where does everyone see, and this is just your own thoughts, episode 8 starting? You know, get the fanfare in the beginning, you get the scroll. How does episode 8 start? Based on what you know or don't know right now, what, how do you think? I mean, this is pure speculation. Well, if you want to start it off with like a sense of danger, maybe. Uh, just to get people right in the action, I think that uh, the face of the resistance I think it's going to be maybe under attack that's exactly this way you're immediately showing that the uh, the first order still has a powerful presence they're back you know they're 
think that's where you can like really get into like Finn waking up out of his mm. coma and uh, show more uh, funny time with Finn and Poe oh, yeah. and maybe a little bit of Princess Leia. Maybe this would be your point where you can maybe put like Princess Leia in a certain danger. General Leia. General Leia. General Leia. Thank you. And uh, definitely bring in Captain Phasma instead back. of Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren does not show up yet. We see yes. Captain Phasma stomp on down, and she's oh, like, yeah. oh. she's like, where the hell is FN? She's leading the charge. Yeah, found you. Okay, that that I like that. Yeah, That's, I I was hoping for like a Hoth, where it starts you out with that and then cuts to training. Yeah, yeah. The First Order has been, you know, the text is scrolling. First Order has been Moving in the shadow. The in the shadow is yeah. licking their wounds, and then they said it starts in on their first attack. It's a terrible. Scroll. I think you should actually write the, uh, <laughs> the <laughs> word for word. Yeah, I like that. Like what this. do you think? Wherever wherever they started, wherever they happen to start that first scene, I still think it's going to be very reminiscent of of the other films because they they definitely did that. The first trilogy and the second trilogy, they did this this feel where like, okay, we're repeating events that have happened in the past, we're repeating mistakes. And then the third film, both of those were where they really went out there, where they really deviated from each other. And I think that's going to be the same with this. I think they're going to have See, that. So we, you think we're going to have that hop? We're going to have, re- yeah, we're going to have a repeating of that pattern. Whatever, however they I end up doing it, I think it's going to have a very similar feel. That would be Even if it's not like the same settings and they don't make you like subliminally think those things, I think it's going to be like they're going to make you get a feeling of repeating mistakes of the past a little bit or repeating a pattern of the past. So... Does everyone think then the f- the following two movies in the trilogy are going to kind of stick close to that formula that the original trilogy kind of created and then thus, you know, has kind of become the the formula for a trilogy as we were kind of talking about after, you know, the last episode? Like, you know, are they going to stick to that or do you guys think that they're going to really just flip it on its head and, and go for something well, different? Let, let's, let's address that Kasten did say that this was going to be the weirdest Star Wars movie ever. What, this this upcoming one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But let's also keep in mind that he wrote The Empire Strikes Back, and he might want to do something different this time around. My- More importantly, they can't afford to do another one like Empire. Yeah. They'll, they'll get hit hard with this one. Oh, like, it's, it's forgivable. It's forgivable for Force Awakens because of what we said last time, where mm-hmm. it's like it's like coming home. It's, it's, something, it's something familiar. But that's done now. That's kaput. Yeah. We've we've we deviated at the end from you know the the a new hope, and now we deviated at the end of Force Awakens, and now we really have to go into new territory, uncharted territory. Prove that you can be yourself, your own trilogy, and not stand stand on your own. Yeah. Stand together. Like, but I think they might. We might start with like a hoth like assault and then pull away. Yeah, I think it'll start. I think it'll start strong, very reminiscent, and then just blast away from that right. Because off it gives bat. you that feel of like a bleeding from a Force Awakens into the new movie. Now, see, I'm not even necessarily saying that I think it's going to be so much because I understand that there's the way that this that this first film of this new trilogy was like all these little you know uh, fan all this little fan service back to you know like characters and stuff present in the other six films. I don't mean necessarily like that. I mean. You feel okay in the original trilogy. You feel like you feel like it's very historical the things that are happening, and then really let's be real the things that happen at the end the the uh, return of the of the Jedi like 
that's kind of crazy if you're thinking in terms of like repeating mistakes of, of, of like human history because there's this huge overthrowing of evil, which really doesn't happen all that often. Usually just something terrible replaces something else terrible. You don't feel like it's happily ever after, but you see a great evil fall. You see somebody turn from the dark side back to the light side, and then you go back to the, uh, then you go to the prequel trilogy. It's again, you feel very much like, oh my gosh, like is this like what is this like the Roman Empire? Or is this like you know uh, uh, the the Middle East? Is it went through that kind of a of a similar uh, ascension and dissension? Like, and then you get to that last film, and it's so dark. It's so it's again, it's that like deviation. It's very very dark. It's almost too dark. Uh, so you feel like it really stands out from the other two films. I'm not saying that I think this is going to be another callback this second part of the it's new gonna trilogy. It's going to follow that formula. I just think it's going to follow the formula of feeling I like this is very historically like we're repeating mistakes of the past again and again throughout thousands and thousands of years and then it's it's just going to have that feel to it. Not necessarily like play on a bunch of old characters but have a feel of like this is sort of a predictable formula, horrible tyrant or you know, yeah. rising of a rebellion or something. Alright, alright. I'm down with it. Cool. <laughs> I mean, in the Star Wars universe, you can only tell stories certain ways, I think. You really can. Yeah. See, I, I would hope that, you know, I, I'm thinking of the, the creative minds now that are going to be involved in the ne- at least the next episode. And that's the one thing with, with who they got for, um, for eight, I believe it's uh, Ryan, Ryan Johnson. Johnson. So I followed some of his work, and you know I really, really enjoy the episodes of Breaking Bad that he was involved in. Ozymandias. Oh, amazing! I mean, amazing, and and everyone I think that's seen that episode would agree. Like there, there's something special about that episode, just the way it's it's directed, the way it was written. I mean, everything, and he was largely responsible for that. You know, same thing, Looper. I have my issues with it, but it was it was it was a a, a film where he was trying something unique he was trying to do a different spin on the time travel genre and everything else so you know to an extent like i can appreciate it i would really hope that going forward they do they take some creative risks they take some chances they they risk potentially pissing off some people or maybe not going quite the route that i think everyone right now is expecting them to go and change it up a little bit you know we can sit here and say oh we speculate that snoke is this or we speculate that ray is you know this person's child or whatever but it's like yeah, we can kind of expect all these things to happen, but wouldn't it be interesting, at least for discussion's sake, if none of that happened? They went com- a complete different direction that maybe none of us thought of. Because that would be like, wow, okay, well, we all kind of thought this was going to happen, but, you know, I mean, that would be kind of interesting, I think. But I-, I don't know. I mean, obviously it's too soon. I think we'll kind of know or have a better idea of the direction the trilogy's going after we all see Episode Eight. We can I, uh, say, okay, yeah. you know. Because certain things at that point after eight will you know can happen, or we won't even be in the same universe as that even being a potential, you know. Definitely. Yeah. My like, I I thought of uh, uh, like after watching the scenes where Snoke, uh, you know, his, his that hologram was huge. I had gone back and, and seen like the the original trilogy again. And it showed the Emperor being, uh, you know, his, his projection when he's talking to, to Vader is pretty big. And, like, that made, me, that made me think again about where, like, is he just portraying? Like, you, you don't know what you're going into in the same way. 
Like, is he, is he just portraying himself as big? Is it, like, how it works? I definitely or... think he's portraying I... himself as big. It just, it's just interesting, because it, it, it's like you said, it opens it up to, they can do yeah. whatever they want. Right. Like, it, it's one of where everyone expects it to be, you know, a, like a normal-sized guy projecting himself huge, but it would be kind of interesting to see just a giant guy. And after reading, after reading things like Bane, you know, he was, he was huge. He was, like... Bane wasn't huge. I, I thought, he was like Bane six, was like six something. That, uh, it's huge, man. That's pretty All right, big. But I thought we used, I thought he was saying like huge, like Snoke hologram size. Oh, no, 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 no. I just mean like he's a pretty big guy. So it kind of leaves you with like he could he could be like a, a smaller guy. Like Palpatine was kind of like hunched over and like yeah. like Snoke's very like frail. big in the first order, both literally and <laughs> Or Snoke can be the size of a finger. And you were yeah. like, oh, I'll kill you. I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah. I'm the dark side. And I he has saw... like a little butter knife for a lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. I saw a comic. I saw a, a comic. A and lightsaber it called letter back... opener. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a comic and it called back to, it called back to, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Wizard of Oz. Well, like the man behind the curtain. Yeah, I, I saw you like, share that. And it was like a little tiny guy. And and it was just like he was behind there, like projecting this huge image of himself. Like it could leave you open to anything, you know. Yeah, it could be. I mean, that might be a tad disappointing. I don't. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. I think that would be a little. I really wouldn't a little see weird. him as this this great. It's Yoda. <laughs> I just sound like my ex girlfriend's gone. They've already sort. <laughs> <laughs> they've already got sort of a device uh, in place for that, like a, a system almost. Because if you if you look back at Palpatine, he portrayed himself as very diminutive. Uh, to hide his power. So why is he? So it almost has oh, to be that. It almost point. has to wow, be. Wow! Presenting never himself that. so big to hide how weak he actually is. It almost has to be that, or it has to yeah, be I, some kind I, of. I really don't like think uh, he's this big, powerful, evil guy. I honestly think that he's just really smart. He's really good at manipulating, and the whole reason that he kind of snatched up uh, Kylo Ren to do his his bidding is dirty work because he can't. Because he had an opportunity. He's it just, just happened to come up. He's just really good at, at manipulating. Mm-hmm. That, that, isn't that what Palpatine was good, though? Not because mm-hmm. he was strong in the Force, but because he was really good at manipulating. Well, well no, he certainly was. He certainly was. And, and that show is like, that was how Palpatine was presenting himself to the masses. Yeah. Whereas Snoke, we're, we're seeing him presenting himself Ooh. to two people. Yeah, yeah. So right. it's not the same exact situation. Uh, that's why I was I was kind of calling back to that like Vader Palpatine uh, relationship because Vader and Palpatine obviously had interacted personally before that mm-hmm. so that was our projection of him but Vader had like more insight into what he was actually mm-hmm. you know as a being so mm-hmm. like we're seeing Snoke like that and it's not like he's he's like showing off to all of his troops you know it's just Hux and Kylo mm-hmm. so. It's like it's what they want us to think, not necessarily what he's projecting to his army. Yeah, is what I'm trying to say. Hmm. What's next? So, I mean, that's. Uh, does anyone else have anything to, <laughs> well, to add to this movie? I, you're not getting out of this so easily. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, gentlemen. God, no. <laughs> no. <clears throat> For those listening at home, I'm not standing <laughs> to further prove my point. I'll move a bit away from the mic so that. Because I'm going to be bellowing this. You could be so mad when we edit this out. 
<laughs> Don't edit this out. All right, so, and now my knee is on a chair. Okay, so, okay, this is uncomfortable. All right, so. You're making me uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. What we've, what we've got going on. Go this beer. thesis. Thesis of this theory. You ready for this? Ray is not the only person who is going to end up being a Jedi by the end of these three movies. We will also see Poe Dameron and Finn take up lightsabers and join her cause to resurrect the new Jedi Order. No, just like just like Luke and Han, or Luke, Leia, and Han. We're That's all because Jedi we're not we're not pa- we're not paralleling anymore the original trilogy. That was just the first movie. Moving on, since I was rudely interrupted, <laughs> what we got going on is, and this is the main piece of support, the Knights of Ren. We haven't met them yet. We've seen one glimpse of them. We know there's about five to six of them. I always forget to count whenever I see that scene. It's five, six, seven of them standing behind Kylo. These guys are there. Who are they? Well, the best we can speculate, and this is all logical speculation, Colin. This is all logical <clears throat> speculation based on evidence. The best we can speculate is that they are also former Padawans of Luke, who took, who went with Kylo to either A, avoid being killed by this crazy guy, or B, be like, hey, you know, we like your ideas. Teach us the ways of the dark side. And so he took him on. You need a teacher. I could show you the ways of the force. Alright, so um, after that, he runs off with them. They find Snoke, however that works out. Snoke's like, hey, I can teach you guys dark side stuff. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <clears throat> so that happens. The Knights of Ren are going to show up in episode 8. It's inevitable. They have to show up because we keep hearing about them. The Knights of Ren are all going to be cool guys with cool-ass lightsabers that are going to kick some serious butt. And what's going to happen is Rey's going to be like, I could take Kylo Ren, I beat him once, and now I'm trained. Unbeknownst to her, Kylo Ren has also completed his training. And she's like, I can take him. It's no big deal. So she's going to walk in, and she's going to be like, hey, Kylo, I'm here to kill you. And he goes, ah, ha, ha, but I have my posse now. And they all show up, and they're like, and she's like, ah. Rick. So <laughs> Luke shows up and he's like, hey, I can try and help you, but I'm really old and I'm not really good at this because I, I haven't stop done you 20 for years. One second. First off, we're in a sci-fi uh, podcast. You could say frack. I should have said frack. That was all I was thinking. No, I realized my mistake after I had said it. I was like, I should have said You're frack. a fan of that show. You should. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're continuing now. So Luke's like, I'll try and help, but I don't really know if I can. They managed to hold their own enough to not die. That's pretty good for two on, like, six. All right, so they end up having to run away because, let's face it, they can't beat them all. It's not possible. So they run away, and they're like, what are we supposed to do? This sucks. Meanwhile, Finn and Poe are making out, and they're like, oh, my God, I feel like a disturbance. What? I'm not mad about that. (laughs) And they're like, oh, my God, like, something's wrong. Ray needs our help. And sure enough, Ray comes knocking on their door, and she's like, Yo, you guys are getting your butts kicked. What is going on? And they're like, First Order has been like banging us hard. Phasma's over here. She's really pissed. We dropped her down a trash a trash compactor. Like, she's ready to like cut some heads off. So Ray's like, look, that's great, but Phasma's not even that big of a deal. She's just wearing Palpatine's yacht, and that's kind of silly. <laughs> so I have a bigger deal right now, which are the Knights of Ren. And they're like, who are the Knights of Ren? They go, oh, she goes, oh, they're that Kylo dude's, like, weird posse, and they all, like, have toothpicks in their mouths. So, (laughs) she's like, look, 
Poe, I've seen you fly. It's because I, they're bad boys. I think. Has she seen Poe fly? Who? Ray. Ray? Yeah. Uh, no, she has she doesn't really no. Know she, she was, she was, was in the forest. forest. She so she's like forest. Finn. I've seen you use a lightsaber. I'm going to teach you how to not suck with it. And Finn's like, I don't know if you can do that. And she's like, No, I don't neither. But we're gonna give it our best shot. And uh, Finn's like, Hey, but that Poe guy's a really good pilot. He probably has like some kind of reflexes or something. She goes, Is this true? Are you a good pilot? And he goes, I don't know. And he jumps in an X-wing, does it like a barrel roll, and goes, Am I? And she goes, Wow, you are. And so she's like, Okay, come with me. And so they run off, and she basically gives them how to be a Jedi in five minutes. And she's like, all right, here's lightsabers, build them. And they're like, all right, fine. All right, that'll work, I guess. Okay, you know what? Let's not do this. Poe, take a blaster. Finn, use Luke's because he's old. He can't use it anyway. Luke's like, yeah, that's true. And so she's like, <laughs> so she's like, here, we're going to go now, and we're going to do our best to not die because they need to die. And they're like, okay, fine. So they run off and fight the Knights of Ren for a second time at the climax of the movie. And still lose, because that's just got to happen. So they still lose. Poe gets captured, frozen in carbonite, and we move on to episode nine. We can't freeze somebody in carbonite. <laughs> okay. Does the any, end. Does anybody... Oh, want... sorry. I have to give evidence as to why Finn and no, Poe no, are you... also Force-sensitive. Finn... Socialism. Sorry. Huh? 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 I said socialism. <laughs> We're just giving lightsabers to everyone. Finn is Force-sensitive <laughs> because, one, he is... In the Star Wars book, Before the Awakening, he is labeled as one of the most powerful, or not one of the most powerful, but he's one of the most skilled stormtroopers in the class. Phasma loves him. She's like, oh, I'm going to promote this guy real good. And like, he ends up breaking compliance during his first mission. His very first mission. All right? There's that. Number two, number two, Poe. And I have one piece of evidence to prove why Poe is a Jedi. Because in Star Wars Shattered Empire, which yes, is Expanded Universe, I will admit, it is Expanded Universe, but it was commissioned because it was the road to the Awakening that Star Wars put out of all these like s series of things to tease the Awakening. One of the things is a story where Poe's mom, who is a rebel, cleaning up the Empire, meets Luke. And Luke's like, oh, it's not chance that we have met. And she's like, yeah, I guess. You're like a Jedi, right? That's how it works. And he's like, hey, I need a pilot to go to this Empire base. We're going to break into a lab and we're going to steal something. And she's like, okay. So they do it. They fail. They get caught. But they fight. And they succeed on their mission anyway. They get into the lab. And it's two trees. Two small trees sitting there. And she's like, you really broke in for some trees? And he's like, yo, these are force trees. These were planted in the Jedi Temple back when my father was a Jedi. And they are very strong in the Force. Jedi use them to meditate, things like that. He's like, I thought there was only one. It turns out there are two, and you've been a pretty good accomplice in this. So, and I know you've been talking about going home to raise your son, so take this tree, go home, and raise your son. You're done fighting. What does Poe's mother do? Just that. She plants the tree outside their home, to where Poe is raised around a forest tree. Puts a swing set in the tree. Poe swings on the swing. Gets powerful in the force. Okay, now everybody could quiet for a second. So we have a place to cut back to. Okay. And then, alright. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, guys. That is logical speculation. Logical. I dig the speculation. Logical. But you, every time I hear it, you push further and further into just becoming fan fiction. 
So that's insulting. I, I you, literally you, really like Ted You're Klein. a fan creating it, it, your it, own theory. I, I, that's I, fan I, fiction. I, you, sh- you shipped Finn and Poe. You shipped Finn and Poe. Right, that was a joke. <laughs> uh, I, 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 there's a joke that's going to happen. Every time I hear it, it literally gets longer to the point where you're writing dialogue. So I had to make it entertaining for this. <laughs> otherwise, people, it was, otherwise, it was, people it was go, wacky. otherwise people would just sit here and listen and go, yep, yep, this all makes sense. I, uh, I've come to this conclusion myself because it's common sense. Does any, does Why any, is he telling me this? So I had to make it entertaining. I want to speculate into uh, kind of where characters are going to be going. Yeah. Specifically have, where characters. I have several things that I would like to pose oh. to the group. All right. Um, yeah, like eight minutes. Okay, well, I'm gonna just say something real quick. Yes, please. I honestly think that. Uh, what was what was my theory? Uh, Poe Dam. Uh, first off, Leia's probably gonna die in this next one. Hopefully, I think it's it's probably fit. You have to start getting rid of the old and let the new flourish. I think uh, Poe Dam is gonna become the new leader of the uh, Resistance. It'll be great to have a Jedi in the Resistance. <laughs> I wish Continue, everyone could sorry. see the face of disdain on <laughs> So Poe Dameron, uh, force user or not force user, he's just—I don't think he's got time to be a force user. He's going to be leading a damn military resistance, anyways. Doing song and dance routines. Do, yeah, doing song and dance routines. There you go. Um, I think the next one's going to be a musical. Um, Won't uh, be a Jedi tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pay you money if next time we do this podcast you can actually just present a couple musical pieces. <laughs> but anyways, uh, no, I think Finn is just definitely gonna become your comic relief, but also kind of follow this more like Han Solo type story. I don't think he's gonna be force sensitive either. I think he's trained with the blaster. He's tried using the lightsaber; it doesn't really work well for him. Gonna stick with his using a blaster, and he'll just he'll be your Han Solo, just not quite as rough. And then, I mean, obviously Finn is gonna be the second coming, the third coming of the Skywalker. You know, you had Anakin and you had Luke, now you gotta have Rey. But better than the first two, of course. Yeah, it's just some quick little simple theories. But you go ahead. So, I I don't really have as developed like sort of thoughts. Definitely not as developed as Ben's thoughts. <laughs> Nowhere near as developed as Ben's thoughts. But I do have some thoughts or some ideas, and also some things I would open it up more for discussion for. So I think, you know, I wonder, okay, so Force Awakens, we, we lost Han. Our two main characters that are kind of still anchoring us to the previous movies, to the, the, um, the like, lineage of the series... Will they make it to the third movie? Three main characters. Chewie, too. Oh, Chewie. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Forget the Wookiee. I apologize. But I'm thinking in terms of Leia, Luke, you know, Lando, if they bring him back in. Well, he's Finn's dad, so. <laughs> but I, I just <laughs> I just wonder, because everyone's got to be related. I just wonder if, I just wonder if, you know, those characters, what they'll do, if they do want to kill off your Luke or do want to kill off Leia, what situations they're going to put them in to make those deaths have weight mm-hmm. similar to like what they did with Han mm-hmm. um, so I'm kind of curious to see what that happens the other thing that I've I've heard as kind of a speculation for the, the next two movies that I think is interesting is that some people are speculating that Kylo and Rey are going to do the old flip flop and that Kylo is going to end this trilogy 
as a Jedi, and that Rey is going to end this trilogy on the dark side. God, I hope so, but then she won't be a That'd Disney That'd be terrible. Princess. I'm, I'm I, not saying I want Kylo that to happen. can't redeem himself I, from this. I think the die. only way, I yes, I would say, he went so far as to kill one of the heroes of the Rebellion. I think the only way he could redeem his himself father. is within death. <laughs> What? He killed yeah. his father. It wasn't just a hero of the rebellion. He, he literally his stabbed his dad through the chest. Yeah. Like you can't come back from that. I just yeah. But I I, th- th- I think you can though. I think you can. I think yeah. that would be a really interesting sort of story of redemption if they didn't just parallel what happened with um, you know, Vader in the original trilogy. If they like, actually brought Kylo back from the, the depths, they brought him back I from the know. precipice. I think that would be perfect, though. He wants so badly to be Darth Vader. He wants to be Darth Vader 2.0. Yeah, but so what happens bad. when or if he finds out what Darth Vader's, like, path of completion was that he... I think he, he, he knows. Right now. To he knows. I think right. he, he just like glorifies. Oh, he does know that, so maybe... He can he, be redeemed that, once so he dies. If he really wants to be that, maybe he really wants to be the good that Darth Vader became. Maybe he really wants I'm just, to. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm throwing it out there. I do not see Kylo... I do not see Kylo dying in this trilogy. No, they're, and, they're, and, they're playing up to be a main character. Not like Darth Vader, who was the your main antagonist. He's... They're kind of making Kylo Ren to be just like one of the main cast, another yeah. protagonist, but on the opposite side. I think another villain is going to emerge between now and the last. Phasma? Snoke. I'm it's, not even saying Snoke. I think another him. villain is going to emerge, potentially okay, Snoke, but I, I think at the end of this, Kylo is still going to be standing, and I think Kylo about. will be good. Fine, I'll give it to you, but Ray definitely won't shift to the dark side. I don't see that happening. I agree. But that's just you know, everyone has kinda of said the, the whole crisscross sort of theory. I, I don't I can't see Ray going that you way. Said Vader two point but now I'm just kinda of stuck in my head that like Darth Vader was XP and he's like Vista. He's just you know <laughs> they I mean, try to be, he wants to be better. They want to improve so bad, but they just they just but took the a keto, step. He's 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 crashing. The you know? <laughs> the question is: in eight, um, does he become? Or in eight, does he become eight or seven? I don't know. <laughs> just upgrade. I like ten. ten damn. I like Anyways, ten. Uh, does he become ten? Uh, All right. So, yeah. Eric, do you have anything? I I really hope something weird happens with Kylo Ren. I I definitely think he needs to go in a new direction because. I, ben, I really like your idea of there having to be balance, and you know he might resurrect the Knights of Ren, or sort of you know. Oh, they exist. Well, uh, not not necessarily resurrect. I just mean like resurrect in a sense of like bring them really into the limelight of this film. They but, show them for a glimpse, you know. But what does completing the training of that secondary Sith always mean? It always means look at Darth Vader. Well, look at any of them. I mean, look, you look at Anakin; it's very clear he's he's have he's being manipulated into murdering everybody close to him. But even Darth Vader was the exact same way. All the people right uh, right around him, except for um, it was a Grand Moff Tarkin, who he's kind of opposed to. All the people right around his rank, he's choking to death. And so I don't see it really fitting with the Sith for Kylo Ren to have a group of posse. I see the completion of his training. Being distancing himself more and making him more hateful and 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 isolated in order to increase his power. It's a huge. It's more important, I think, of a role for Sith than their actual physical training is to foster their hatred and their anger and their isolation. 
So he's not going to. I, Hence I feel why there's be, always two. Yeah, I feel like it would be a weird departure huh. to have him actually like as the culmination of his training have a close group of followers, but at the same time, uh, they can't necessarily just have him murder all the people near him. It's too similar to the other films, so something very strange has to happen with him. He has to go in a new you direction. See, that's possible, that's... but could I posit to you all sure. the dawn of the next great Sith Empire when they walk into Snoke's office and go, you don't know no dark side, and stab him through the chest and go, uh, yeah. and Kylo Ren goes, I'm the new emperor now. I could absolutely Let's see do this. That's what I'm saying. Is It would have to be a deviation from what has been happening with the Sith. Something new has to happen. That's pretty cool. It could be that. It could be a resurgence. Of... Though I though I do, I do think that, like, the knights are very different. Like, they... They... Very much played differently on Kylo than Vader, obviously. Like, instead of choking people, he threw tantrums and cut shit up. That didn't matter at all. No, yeah. Like, he didn't just, like, st- straight up strangle he never, He never killed a man. They, they showed him, like, force choke that one guy, but he didn't kill him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that just... It's just... He's different. They haven't... Han was, like... That was a big thing, but it wasn't, like... I, I don't know if it, they did that to add the weight to it. To add the weight to, like his big kill mm-hmm. or if they were trying to portray that he's just he's not there like he was being angsty and took like all of it out on Han right mm-hmm. then and there like I don't know I guess they, they do leave room for him to maybe re- be redeemed because they portrayed him throughout the whole movie very differently than they did Vader he wasn't just ruthless like no he didn't have resolve he didn't feel like Maybe this was a bad idea. He was like, "Oh God, I'm really." Well, I mean, he wasn't Vader this. because Vader is the culmination of like a Sith training. Like he hadn't finished that yet. He was still conflicted. He wasn't. He was Anakin before he became Vader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was what yeah. we were seeing. Anakin was the angsty light side guy. Kylo Ren's the angsty dark side guy. The one who's like, "Oh, Padme, I love you. I don't <laughs> want to kill the younglings." Like yeah. we didn't meet that immediately. We met like Darth Vader kicking the fucking door down and like. Capturing the princess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Quit well, cussing. That, that, that being said, especially too. when you're Sorry. saying cool stuff. That being, <laughs> like, and so I'm, I'm for sure. We're going to have to put explicit on this anyways, but I'm, we're going to edit it out. I'm sorry. We have to edit it out. I'm bad we're, tonight. We're at an hour. Alright, so... Anyone wait away? You skipped over me to Eric. I just want to. I just want to say. Around the table, I'm bouncing around. I just, I just excited. All right, say your thing. <laughs> I don't think all three of them will be Jedi's. I think Ray will be a Jedi, and I think that Poe is force sensitive, but he's way past the point of being a Jedi. Like Leia. I think Leia's not a Jedi. Yeah, I think that they go so far in showing how how great of a pilot he is. Like not just like. Wow, he's the leader of all of them. Blah blah blah. They don't show anyone else is like flying around doing crazy shit. They just show him going way above and beyond everyone else. Like to a point where I think that he is force sensitive, but he's he won't be like, oh, I guess I'll take you on too as my like trainee. You know, I think that they might like prey upon that a little bit, but I think they'll, they're going to be like. Well, you're you're too old though. Like you just you have this awesome like ability, but when you're not going to be a Jedi. 
And my response to that is Jedi is also plural. <laughs> um, very true. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, unless anyone else has to add uh, to Star Wars: The Force Awakens, so we're doing part three next week, right? <laughs> I, I sure, hope not. Uh, honestly, no, I, don't know what, I don't know what we're doing ne- next week. Uh, next week, we talk about how Kylo Ren is actually a Rathtar. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it like three minutes for someone to put together a really good theory. <laughs> Anyways, uh, no, I think that's all we got for uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Uh, unless anybody wants to do a uh, another Star Wars movie or talk about a trilogy at some point down the road, I don't mm-hmm. foresee us talking about Star Wars in depth until December Woo! of this year when we can, uh, or maybe we'll give it a few days. Maybe we'll even go into January before we talk about. Uh, Rogue One, but I don't know, that's all we got. So I hope you uh, enjoyed this episode. I I hope you come back and listen to the one after this. <laughs> but uh, I mean, this one was pretty. <laughs> it wasn't bad. Colin is eloquent. Oh, it was slow to start. We were kind of just. You uh, will come back for part three. <laughs> I think it works like that. Just that's say, that's not how the force works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just say bye, Colin. All right, so uh, bye, Colin. Yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> bye, sure, Colin. So, uh, this is Colin. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, this is Colin, and uh, bye. <laughs>